Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for subscribing and listening to the Zoe Church Podcast. We are a community in Los Angeles. We are one location, but we have so many different people that stream in from all over the world. Thank you for being a part of Zoe Family. Today, you're going to hear the Vision Sunday 2021 message. We're releasing our vision that we are devoted to his word. Pray that you're encouraged as you stream in. And also make sure you go to our church website and get all the resources that are available on there on how to be devoted to his word. Also, we released some new merch that's coming out today, Monday morning on our website. Make sure you check out the new Vision Sunday merch. But let's get into the message. Come on, let's go. Devoted to his word, Vision Sunday 2021. So I want to just start with our theme verse, Joshua 1.8. If you have a Bible, I'll just tell you what it says in the New King James Version, then we'll read it, just translate a little bit more palatable. It says in the New King James Version, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it both day and night that you may be careful to observe all that is written in it, and then you will be prosperous, and then you will have good success. This is God. He's talking to this man named Joshua. Josh has just taken over. He's the new leader. He's the new sheriff in town. He's kind of feels under-equipped. He kind of feels like he's not that great of a leader. He's not, how can I do this task? Have you ever felt like that for your life? How can I lead this company? How can I do this job? How can I raise these children? How can I do? Maybe you're up against a difficult season. This wasn't just a word for Josh. It's a word for you. He says, I'll tell you how to be prosperous. I'll tell you, I'll show you how to have great success. Come on, put it in the chat right now if you want to be successful. Whatever sphere, whatever, whatever company, whatever field you work in, come on, if you want to be successful, let the church, let the chat know. I want to be, I want to be great. I want to prosper. No one, no, no one is always like, you know what? I'm looking to fail this year. Looking to decrease about a good 22% in our in our uh, our gross profit this year. No, we all want to be successful. So the way God spoke to Joshua and said, I'll show you how to have success. The key to having success, he says this, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate. Meditation is not man's plan. Meditation is God's plan. It's the plan that God has for your life to you, for you to meditate on his word. He said, when should you do it? Day and night. In the morning time and the night time, God's word should be the centerpiece of your life. He said, then what will happen is that you will be able to observe all that I've written. See, a lot of us, where we struggle is we're like, ah, what does God really say about marriage? What does God really say about money? What, is, what does God really say about future? What does God really say about heaven? No, no, he said, you got to be careful to observe everything I've written. See, what I don't want as Zoe is like, you ever go to the buffet and like you see all the stuff that's healthy and you're like, I'm not getting the healthy stuff today. I'm at the buffet. We're getting the, we're getting the creme brulee. We're getting a little caviar. And we stopping by the fro, yo. We're getting, see, what happens in Christianity is like we just choose the scriptures we love. Stuff that makes us feel good. I want a little psalm. Give me a little proverb. Give me a little Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And God's like, no, no, I want you to observe all that I've written. Because then when you understand my heart and you understand my ways, then you will be prosperous 
and then you will have success. Let me read it in a different translation. Maybe you can understand this just a little clearer. It says, make sure you carry out the revelation that Moses commanded you, every bit of it. Don't get off track, either left or right, so as to make sure you get to where you're going. Come on. God wants to make sure you get to where you're supposed to go. Now, I don't think you can do that without his map, without his ways. Make sure you get to where you're going. And don't for a minute let this book of the Revelation be out of your mind. Translation, treat the Bible like your cell phone. You always know where that thing is. You ever see somebody lose their phone? They lose their mind. Where's my phone? Where's my phone? Where's my phone? Where did we? God say, no, I want you to treat the Bible like your phone. Don't let it out of your sight. Ponder and meditate on it day and night. Making sure you practice everything written in it. You put into practice everything God says. Now, don't get Allen Iverson on me today. Be like, practice? We talking about practice. Yeah, we talking about practice. God says, practice what I preach. Practice what I say. Practice what's in the Bible. When you do this, watch what he says. Last, last part here. Then you'll get where you're going, and then you'll succeed. See, I want to just give you the first installment of this series. Write, write it down. It's really the title of, of our vision. It's called Devoted to His Word. I'm praying that over our church, that we will start with a devotion to God's Word. We'll add, you know, year six of our church. It's just like, you know what? It's time for us to start being devoted daily to His Word. I just want to just start to start off this first first sermon, first installment, first episode. I, just, I need you to understand this from the jump. God is first devoted to you. So it's not that we just got this idea to be devoted. No, our devotion is a response to his devotion to us. Maybe you've never heard this before. Maybe you're just like walking by a plasma in somebody's living room right now. Maybe you're, maybe you're in a coffee shop and somebody's watching this on a laptop. God is devoted to you. God is committed to you. How committed is God to you? He, he, he's so committed, he went public with it. By the way, let me just talk to all the dating people, all the single people in the church. If he hasn't posted about you, you're not real, okay? Because when, hello, the chat just went crazy. But, but you know something's real when people go public with it. The other day, we have a close friend, and I, I looked over at my wife's phone in the car, and I could see that our friend went public with her man. This has been brewing for a little while, but she posted, I was like, oh, it's on social now? It's real. God wanted you to know how real his devotion is, so he went public with his expression, and he hung his son, his one and his only son, he put on display for the world to see and for you to see, I'm in a committed relationship. I am devoted to your life. I'm more committed to you than you are. I'm devoted. Look, look at Romans. I love this. Romans 5. It says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Translation, he put up the photo with you before you were ever in the relationship. He demonstrated his love. He said, you know what? I'm just going to let the world know I'm after that person. I'm after you, even though you're not in a good place, even though you don't know the scriptures, even though you never said yes to Jesus. He loves you. He's for you. He's obsessed with you. He is in a committed 
relationship with you. Oh, look at Jeremiah. If you don't believe me, look at Jeremiah 31, verse 3. The Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. This is a devotion like we've never seen before. No human can be devoted to you at this level. No parent, no pastor, no person can devote themselves like God is. God is committed to you night and day. God is committed to you when you're not committed to yourself. God's committed to his plans and his purposes and the future of your life. So the first thing I need you to get to to know in your spirit is I'm not just making up my mind like I'm going to be devoted. No, it's I'm aware of his devotion to me, his faithfulness to me, his kindness and his generosity to me. I'm aware that he keeps showing up every day. He just keeps showing up. And some days I don't acknowledge. Some days I don't treat him the way that I should. Some days I am not the person he wants me to be. And yet every day he's faithful. Every day he's caring. Every day he's so concerned. And it's out of his great devotion to me that I respond. And I want to be devoted to him. The same way he gives everything to me. I'm trying my best now to give everything to him. I'm responding in my devotion. I want to just, let's just set the record straight here at Zoe Church. When we say we're devoted to his word, we're not devoting our lives just to the Bible. No, we're devoting ourselves to someone, not something. See, what I need you to understand, Zoe, is we're not saying, come on, we're just devoting our lives to the scriptures. No, we are devoting our life to Jesus. All my affection, all of my adoration, all of my worship and praise is not to a book. It's to a Savior. Come on. Drop it in the chat right now. Give me a fire emoji. Give me a clap emoji. We're devoted to Jesus. In other words, it's always about relationship. We don't serve the God that's like, study the book and then we'll talk. No, he wants to know you. We serve the God not of religion. We serve the God of relationship. Oh, I love this scripture. Look at John 5. Look at what Jesus says. He says this about religious people. He says, you study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you will have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me, and yet you refuse to come to me to have life. See, there's these people in the Bible, and they would study, and they were devoted to God's Word, and they would study the Bible and read the Bible and, and pray the Bible. And, did, and, and he's like, whoa, whoa, guys, lift your heads up. Stop reading for a second. You think that by reading the Bible, you got life. The Bible is all about me. And if you understand that, you'll come to me. See, when I say devoted to His Word, we're devoted to Jesus, who is the living Word of God. Oh, I love this scripture, John 1, 1. Put it on the screen. John 1, 1, listen to this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I just love that. The Bible is Jesus. He is the living Word of God. So we say we're devoted to His Word. It's, we're devoted to Jesus. Oh, I just love this. I found this in my Bible, in my spirit-filled life Bible. The Word is Jesus Christ, the eternal, ultimate expression of God. In the Old Testament, God spoke to the world into existence. In the gospel, God spoke his final word through the living word, his son. 
And I'm telling you, when you find Jesus and you got a love for Jesus, you say, I want to read the Bible. So not so I can quote stuff, not so I can feel holy. Not so it's like, you know what? I know what God says about this, that, or the other. No, it's like I read the Bible because I really want to know Jesus. Like, how did he live and what does he think and how would he handle this? And how do I get that light in my spirit? How do I get a compassion for others? How do I live a lifestyle of generosity? I want to know Jesus. We're not devoting ourselves to religiosity. We're not devoting ourselves to study the Bible. We're studying a man. We're studying his love. We're falling more in love with him because we are responding that he is so in love with us. I want to just encourage you from the beginning when you start this journey of being devoted to his word. I got to tell you, I, I have an addictive personality. So this, this, it just works for my personality. Like when I was growing up, sophomore year of high school, sophomore and junior year of high school, I only wore one brand every day to school. Every day to school, one brand. I wore Nike head to toe. Like it was Nike shoes, Nike sweats, Nike sweatshirt, Nike backpack. Just like it's, I'm an addictive personality. Change it up senior year though. Senior year of high school, I had to mix it up because it's right when Abercrombie and Fitch came out. Holler at your boy. So I had the cargos. I got the belt. I had a couple hats. I had the long sleeves. I had the hoodie. You know, you leave the, leave the store with some guy looking like Fabio on your bag. He's like, who cares? I'm addicted to Abercrombie and Fitch. Just, but And I remember when American Apparel came out, oh, my gosh. When American Apparel came out, almost head to toe, Ameri- it was like Nike. It was like Abercrombie. Now it's just American Apparel. And so it, I'm, I have an addictive personality. So I'll never forget when I was in Bible college. I was living over in San Dimas. This guy from Hawaii, his name's Wayne Cordero, pastored an amazing church called New Hope. And his son was in my Bible college. So one day he took me and his son up to this Starbucks, the Starbucks in San Dimas. And he taught us how to read the Bible. And I started to read the Bible. In fact, my friend, I didn't have a car in Bible college. My, my buddy had this, he had a Volvo station wagon. That thing worked about 60% of the time. And so we would get in that vault. We would leave that, that, the apartment or the dorms at about 6, 630 in the morning. We would get to the Starbucks. I'm telling you guys, I'm embarrassed to say it now. But for about eight years of my life, every morning, I ordered a grande vanilla latte. A lot of weight gained in that time period. Eight years of a lot. And I ordered a scone. Every morning, I get a, I get a latte and a scone. These are rough years. This is before we were aware of health, okay? So, so for eight years, I get up early in the morning. I go to Starbucks. I order my grande vanilla latte. I get my scone, usually blueberry. And uh, I get my scone. And we would read the Bible. And I became addicted. Like it just became like the thing I had to do this every day. Like I had to get, I had to get up at the right time. I had to get, I had to get to the Starbucks. I had to order my drink. I had to get my scone. They're like every day. Do you want it microwave? Do you want it cold? I'm like, Oh, this is the most stressful part of my day. Ah, let's go cold today. And so I'd sit there and I'd start to read the Bible and I fell in love. I became addicted to learning about Jesus I became, listen, somebody wasn't feeding me on a Sunday. No, someone taught me how to fish, and I was getting fed every day. I was getting fed encouragement. I was getting fed promises. I was getting to know God. I'm just, I became addicted to the word of God. I'm believing that for our church, that we're going to become devoted to his word. And I love the Bible. I love the word of God. Let me just, if you don't know the Bible that much, let me just tell you a few things that I love about the Bible. 
By the way, just shout out to Children's Church. We used to sing the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I just had to slide that in there. It came to my mind. We used to, the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for Zoe. I'll give you a few things I love about the Bible. Write these four things down. Number one, I love this about the Bible. We don't study it. It studies us. I just love that. We would go get the latte, get the scone, sit down. And for, for a few years, I thought, I'm studying the Bible. And then I realized, OMG, it's studying me. It's the only book that as I look at it, it is a mirror. It shows me who I really am. And sometimes you ever look in the mirror and you're like, oh, this does not go together. This is not a good outfit. This is not a good look. The, the, this mirror doesn't just expose what's wrong with us. It exposes what's right with us. This mirror tells me, no, I'm called. This mirror tells me, no, you're righteous. No, this mirror tells me my true identity. When culture says you're a mistake, God says, no, 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 you made a mistake. You're not a mistake. This word tells me, it, watch what Hebrews chapter 4 says. It says, for the word of God is living and it's powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces even for the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow. And it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart it is a it is a discerner the bible when you're reading it it will start to talk to you like really really oh so you just gonna make money that's what you about you just about money now oh really you gonna treat people that way really no it judges and exposes the intentions of our heart why does it do that because i don't know if you're like me but my intentions can get off track my motives can become impure. If I don't read this book, I can become a person I despise. But when I open the Bible and I start to read, it starts to remind me, no, you're a humble man. No, you're a kind person. You're a generous guy. You're loving. You're gracious. You're, come on, it's my true mirror. I start to put on my true identity. I love that. For the word of the Lord is alive and it's active. No, I'm telling you, the Bible will mess with you. It's active within you. That's why parents, just all, all the parents, escuchame, por favor. Esca, all the parents, escuchame. You need to speak God's word over your children. Because when they're at school, it's active within them. It'll, it'll, th that's why Isaiah said, the word of the Lord, it never returns void. It always accomplishes the task it was set out to accomplish. So listen, when God's word gets spoken over your home, over your children, over your business, it'll be active in somebody. It'll start to mess with somebody. It'll start to just say, you're called, you're anointed, you're a light, you're a wit you're a, you got a future. And when you feel defeated and down and depressed and, and discouraged, no, God's word will get in there and start to speak hope, start to speak life. It's a lot. I don't know another book in the world where the author himself comes to sit with you and teach you what he's trying to say. There is, listen, I've written a few books. My books are dead books, not alive books. I've read a lot of books. None of them are alive. The reason why this book is the most sold book in the history of the world is because it's the only book in the world that's alive. It's the only book that's active. It's the only book that's talking to you, messing with you in a good way, encouraging you when you're discouraged. Somebody clap right now in the chats and thank God. Drop the Bible emoji today. 
Oh, I love this one. Write down number two. Culture changes, but God's word never will. It's unchanging. Like, it's like, think about all the shifts and the changes and the variants and the, the language and the, the trends and the fads. And is it Nike or Abercrombie or American Apparel or what is the... No, God's word never changes. It's just that steady, consistent thing. Let me read a verse to you I love. First Peter chapter 1, human beings are frail and temporary, like grass and the glory of man fleeting like blossoms of the field. The grass dries and withers and the flowers fall off, but the word of the Lord endures forever. God is not changing this book to fit with the times. God is not trying to adjust truth so it can fit into culture or society. God is saying, no, you can bank on this thing. These are time-tested. These, This is truth. You can go to the bank forever on this. When it comes to healing, when it comes to provision, when it comes to peace, when it comes to deliverance, when it comes to freedom, you can, ca- you can cast this check all day long. It's not expired. It's not, you don't come and go like, oh, this has changed. You ever notice how often you got to update your iPhone? It's like I just got to keep up with how many changes. And now I got to buy the 13. And now I got is it the 13 Pro or the 13? It's just got to keep up with technology and keep up with the trends and keep up. No, there's no keeping up. It's unchanging. God's saying just in the way that I love you and I will never change my mind, I will never change my word. And I want you to read about the Old Testament. I want you to read about the New Testament. I need you to get some Pentateuch. That's the first five books of the Bible. I need you to get some of the Psalms and the Proverbs and the poetic books. I need you to read the minor prophets and even get some major prophets. I need you to get some some David and some Saul stories going in you. I need you to get some of the New Testament. Come on, get the epistles, the letters from Paul. Get the gospels in you. Get the last book of the Bible, Revelation where the spirit of Zoe Church says, oh God, you've got to come quickly. This world is not my home. Come on, you got to get the B-I-B-L-E in your life because you realize this will last forever. My bank account won't. This will last forever. I don't know if Bitcoin will. This will last forever. I don't know if some people will, but the word of the Lord will endure. Come on, put forever all caps in the chat right now. Oh, I love this one. Write down number three. It's a light to my path in a really dark world. The word of the, this Psalm 119 is a famous scripture. If you've never heard it, listen to this. Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So it's, this book is a really light. It's a really good you ever use the flashlight on your phone? You, you, you ever, every morning I, when I get up, it's still dark in my house. And so I have to use the flashlight to find out which hoodie and sweats and sandals I'm going to grab and hat. So I just, I, I turn on the flashlight and I go through my, my closet. I'm like, okay, the, the, okay, got some Crocs. Okay, got me a Zoe hoodie. Got some sweats. Okay, which hat am I going to wear? I use my flashlight every morning. You ever, you ever needed your flashlight and you couldn't get your phone in time and you bump into something? You ever stub your toe early in the morning or late at night? The, the worst is when, you know, sometimes I don't really understand why my bed sticks out so far at night, but not during the day. During the day, it's an appropriate measurement. At night, it feels like it's about a foot too long. And it's just perfect height for my shin. You ever hurt your shin? Shin pain's a real pain. 
oh, just hit your shin. Holy shin, this is, this is, we can edit that out. No, I'm kidding, we don't need to edit that out. But you hit your shin, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just, I need, I, I would have avoided it, but, but it was too dark. I needed a light. See, you need God's word to light up. How do I handle this? What do I do here? How do I take care of this? What do you want me to do? Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path in a really, really dark world, in a really, really decrepit society, in a really, really twisted dark fantasy, in a really, really messed up culture. We need the word of the Lord to shine bright and say, no, no, take a right here, take a left here, don't say this, do say that. No, I want you to, come on, I love God's word because, listen, I love this. God's word has relevant answers for today's tough questions. So if you got a tough question in your life, go to God's word. You don't need to go to Twitter, and you don't need to go to your friend. You need to go to the B-I-B-L-E, and it will be a lamp to your feet. It will be a light to your path. And what happens? The path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter. So when you go down his path, your world gets bright, and it gets colorful, and it gets exciting. When you go down the wrong path, it is dark. It is desolate. It is, it, it, it is, it is something that's filled with all kinds of pain. I would rather go down the path that gets brighter than the path that's filled with pain. This is like the Wizard of Oz. I'm not trying to end up in the storm. I want to go down. I was going to say yellow brick road, but it wouldn't fit. I'm trying to go down God's plan. I need the word to show me this is how Jesus would handle this. This is what Jesus says about people. This is what Jesus thinks about this subject. I don't need the subject and the opinion of a professor or someone on, on, the, on the news. It's not a governor or a president or a politician. I need God's thoughts. It's, li- it's lighting up my path. Last one, number four, I love this one. What can stand against God's word? It's powerful. I love this about God's word. Look, look, look at these last. I'm going to do two last verses today. Jeremiah 23, 29. Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord? Is it not like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? Worship team, you can come join, join me. And, and I, I just love this. Is not my word like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? The other day, my son out of nowhere was like, Dad, do we have a hammer? And I was like, are you, are you messing with me? Because you know I don't do hammers. Is this like a joke? He's like, no, Dad, do we have a hammer? I said, son, what do you need a hammer for? He's like, I don't know. I just want to know, do we have a hammer at our house? I was like, listen, Tim the Toolman Taylor, yes, we do have a hammer. And sometimes your Uncle Pete comes over and he uses it. (laughs) It's not my word like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. God's word is so strong. It is so powerful. Nothing can stand against it. When Jesus starts talking, life starts changing. When God's word goes forward, it doesn't come back empty. There is authority to his word. There is power in his word. That's why when we worship together, Zoe, you got to know, we're not just singing some guy's poetic thoughts about God. We're singing the word of God. 
and the anointing falls and his power unlocks us and unchains us and frees us because there's authority. When Jesus talked, storms had to go calm. He says, is my word not like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? Somebody that's been stone cold, somebody that's been hard-hearted, somebody that's been hurt by the past, God's word comes and softens it with a blow. I love you. I'm for you. I'm with you. I'm obsessed with you. Nothing will stop. Come on. Neither height nor depth, nor power, nor principality. Nothing will stop the word of the Lord. It's powerful. It's got strength today in your life. Oh, the word of the Lord, it revives us. The word of the Lord was sent to heal us. The law of the Lord is perfect, and it's coming into your life. And God says, I want you to be devoted to me. Don't be devoted to a book. Be devoted to a committed relationship. I went public with my confession and my love for you. I want you to go. Be devoted to me as well. God saw it so fit that you would have the Bible, that he crafted together 66 books. Route 66 to your success. Route 66 to restoring the real you. And God says, I put together 66 books so that you could have them as a lamp and a light. I put these 66 books together so that you would know how much I'm for you when you feel like I'm against you. I put this book together. I, 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 I grabbed the pen of Paul. I grabbed the pen of Luke. I grabbed the pen of Moses. I grabbed, they weren't writing. I was writing. It wasn't those guys that had God thoughts. I gave them my thoughts. And I put together through the canonization of Scripture under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. I, I, I penned together the Word of God. It's alive. It will endure forever. And that's why I even said in the book of Revelation, don't you subtract from it. Don't you add to it. It's perfect the way it is. Last scripture of the day, 2 Timothy, watch what God says. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. And it is profitable for doctrine and for reproof and for correction and for instruction in righteousness. The next verse, verse 17, so that says so that the man of God or the woman of God may be fully equipped to do every good work. Could it be that God wants us to take one year and be devoted to his word so he can equip you? <laughs> Could it be that for the next season of your life, you don't have the tools? You don't have what it takes yet. And God says, I'm going to build up your faith by devouring my word. As you get the word in you, it's going it's to come out of you. The content you consume becomes the content you create. Jesus says, an evil man stores up evil things in the treasure of his heart. But a good man will, will store up good things in the treasure of his heart. And he said this, and out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Whatever you put in, that's what's coming out. You get concerned about the words you're using, be concerned about what you're consuming. Because God is saying, I want you to be devoted to my words getting in you. Because I believe for where I'm taking you, you need to have the word that's coming out of you. And in your devotion to my word, you're going to have a devotion to living the life I've really called you to live. 
We're going to rebuild and restore the real you. God, I pray right now over Zoe Church. I thank you.